0: What's up, you dirt bags? My name is Luke Eggbroughton, and I am the lesser half of the two dirt bags. We've got Mr. Luke Payne. Uh, how are we doing, man?
1: Cheers, brother. Are you having a Heineken Zero,
0: dude? It's no, not an actual Heineken, Heineken Silver. I don't know what the difference is, but uh, this one, this one's got like four and a half. So wow, for, uh,
1: better than better than gas station beer. Good for you.
0: Yeah, if I start slurring my words, it's because of this one beer and a while. Uh,
1: I'm not having one tonight. I forgot to grab one um but if i were to have one i i don't know what i'd be having tonight so
0: dude speaking I'd of that let's up. get that let's get that out there right away uh, we're looking for a drink sponsor
1: oh <laughs> um, yes we
0: are i think uh i don't think we've leveraged our dirtbag network enough so um this is one luke you and i have talked about we're like why don't we have a, a coors light sponsorship or a heineken yeah. deal or even like a like local a whiskey banquet banquet mm. Uh, so we're definitely, if anyone knows a distributor or if you know, Steve Coors, uh, let them know, give them our number. And, uh, we're interested.
1: Is that the owner's name? Steve? Coors? I've, I
0: have no idea. Oh, just I, was gonna say,
1: okay. I know like the company's called Molson Coors. I've got a couple sure. of those followers on LinkedIn. So maybe if they see this drop us a line.
0: Yeah. We're looking to do a deal. So, uh, that would be a lot of fun though. I I've never had a true drink sponsor, but it makes perfect sense for the dirt bags. and um yeah, what I think it mean? would go I think it would go a long way. I agree,
1: but what does that look like? like do we have to have a certain amount of drinks per like episode in order? Probably
0: like you, well could make I it think what it is is you you'd have to hit their quota per episode and I think it's over under eight and a half cans so okay. oh we, we can do that yeah I, I don't think that's I think that's reasonable yeah. um, but we'll see how it goes. We'll have to start pre-gaming the podcast dude I gotta get back in shape here
1: <laughs> no we won't be doing that this year is about health fitness and everything in between and good and 2024.
0: Yeah. dude I think just business uh but health uh health in a lot of areas of your life like it doesn't have to be like the sucky part of getting yep. healthy but it can be just the stuff that gets you riled up and gets you excited so um, I agree. I, I feel like the people we've been surrounded with have been so inspiring of like, damn, you can actually change your life and enjoy it and just like change your relationships and your financial life and your business. Uh, it's really cool to be surrounded by people that actually care and want to make a difference.
1: Absolutely. And the ones that support you while doing it, you know, that's what yeah. i you know, that is cool. But anyway, recap episode tonight, Luke. Last night we had our webinar with Scott. Scott Peeper, I, or is it? Yes, because yeah. it, it confuses me because we have a Peeper that works for us and it's spelled different. P so I E. Yeah, P-E-I-P-E-R is the one that worked for us, but then he's, yeah. So, but anyway, Scott, awesome webinar. If you were not there, you definitely missed out because the value he brought was just like, and he even said it at the beginning, I'm going to dumb this down for you guys. And the coolest analogy that I remember hearing from him was like the restaurant one okay yeah. oh gonna- it's so good yeah it, it, it's so cool because you're like fuck yeah that doesn't make sense at all why are we doing that but it was and scott if you're listening to this and i'm and i'm botching it i'm sorry but it was okay you open up this restaurant you are open for 30 days at the end of the 30 days you decide to invoice everybody for all their meals then you know you don't get paid for 30 days until after you invoice it then the risk you know the customers are gonna take 10 percent just in case something happens he's like there would be no restaurants and I'm like fuck yeah there no there wouldn't be any restaurants why do construction companies have to do that
0: dude it's hilarious when you hear it put like that it's because construction it just feels normal it's like yeah, yeah that's what happens you don't get paid for it's uh you know 30 days but then it's a net 30 so then it's 60 days from Correct. the time you got on the site. And if a restaurant did that, or if any other business did that, they'd be, they wouldn't be in business, or they 100%. wouldn't do that business. So it was, Scott did a an amazing job, from my uh, perspective of really dumbing it down, even for somebody like me to understand uh, business in numbers, but also just understand cash flow because I'm not a spreadsheet guy, I don't nerd out over numbers, yeah. but uh, and I also read his book beforehand, which really helped. So. Scott wrote the book, uh, the Big Book of Cash Flow, and anyone that actually registered to our webinar last night uh, is going to get a free copy of the book. So that was another value add that uh, Scott brought with it.
1: What are some of the takeaways that you got from the book? Like, is there anything that really like kind of stood out to you? Like, fuck, that's a really good point, or like, hey, that's going to stick with me for a while.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, Honestly, and this sounds probably simple to a lot of people, but. Profit is not the same thing as cash flow. Like they're just so, so different. Where, uh, and I love his analogy of uh, let's say you get a million dollar job. Oh, you're going to make 30%. That's $300,000. You're going to take that all day, no problem. But if you don't know your numbers and you don't look at how much cash you're going to need upfront to get materials, to get your team, labor, um, your equipment on site, And if you don't have that cash in the bank, like you can't do it. And so it was very interesting hearing those scenarios, but his cash flow tool that he built out or his team built out, it shows you like where you need the money and exactly how much you need. So the book really, and it has, like he said, it has pictures, it has graphs, it's big words, it's 90 pages, very, very easy read, but it really dumbed it down so you could see, okay, this is how much I need to complete the project and then to actually bring the profit home. Yep. And I, I think that's how a lot of businesses go under is isn't necessarily from the profit, but it's to the lack of cash flow and they just can't pull themselves out of it because then the next job, they're just trying to finish this last job.
1: And it and it all comes down to payment terms, right? Like you said, yeah. like you know, really diving into knowing your numbers, like they're that one company that said, I'm not doing this project unless I'm getting paid every 14 days. And he's like, he gets a shit ton of work because he's really good. And he's got a certain market that he hits and it it just is what it is. And I think that's cool. And I mean, very cool to highlight that too, because that is an industry problem to where you hear it all the time. People get disgruntled because it's like, hey, have you been paid yet? No, still waiting on it. Don't have an update. Don't know when it's going to come, you know, and that's, that's your money. That's money that you've worked for and that you need yeah. to pay your bills with. And it just, yeah, it's like a, it's like a never ending ladder.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I've loved most about the webinars is the real world examples. So uh, Scott actually went through one of your projects with Western and went through the cash flow cycle and what would have happened if you did this differently and what would happen if you had money at this point. And it was really—it's always fascinating when we add in the real world examples because you can speak out of a textbook as much as you want or you can speak uh, philosophy or scenarios, but when it's actually like your project and all the real numbers, like what a great learning moment for me, for you. And then for everyone that was on the webinar.
1: Yeah. I would, I felt bad. Cause I was like, I'm going to be greedy and I want to send him one of ours just to like, see what it all entails. But at the same time, I didn't feel bad and I was super excited that he used it. So.
0: Yeah. We were kind of joking about that. Uh, when we were in the practice session with Scott and Sarah and, uh, we're like, yeah, this is it. There's actually yep. <laughs> nobody
1: signed up. It's just us for Scott. We're going to take you through some scenarios. And he just laughed.
0: Yeah. It's like, yep, nobody's here. Uh Yeah. We're just going to use you for your knowledge and uh for my own spreadsheet. So
1: <laughs> exactly. But no, a webinar was super good. I, w- I would go out to say that that was probably one of the best webinars that we've had to date. Obviously, we've had some pretty, pretty good ones, but the amount of value that Scott brought is, it's going to be tough to up that one next time. Yeah. So you and I got to start bootstrapping here, Luke, and Dude. getting creative.
0: Absolutely. And the one of the things that I usually look at is retention rate of like how many dirt bags or how many people come on, and then uh, how long they stay on the webinar for. Because yeah, sure, it's one thing to pay the 20 bucks, come to the webinar for 10 minutes, then jump off and go eat dinner with your family. But- uh, so we had 58 dirtbags and dirt baguettes join the webinar. And I think it was an hour and 10 minutes in. That's when we lost our first person. Yeah. And then it was 57. And then at the end of the hour and a half, it was like 53 or 52. So yeah. incredible retention rate. And that's my favorite part because uh, when we do these things and it's every six to eight weeks usually. People show up because they want to be there. Um, they're there to learn something, and I think we're getting a lot better about setting the ground for that. Of saying like, okay, we're not here to just bullshit around and like laugh and you know yell at each other. It's like let's let's bring in somebody that's capable and uh, let's get something done here. And let's learn something from this. Yeah, it's probably nice to get a break from you and I just yapping the whole time. So brands, I would agree. We bring somebody in a professional. That-
1: yeah. Somebody who actually has qualifications to where you and I. Credentials. are Credentials. Yeah. Credentials, qualifications, and where you and I are just kind of bantering, having some fun, having some drinks. And by the end of it, we're both slurring. So it's a good change of pace. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, really fun webinar. So.
0: Yeah. And then uh, I know, so that kind of goes into um, the next one, uh, Luke, you and I are going to start planning that right away. Uh, so anyone that was on the webinar, uh, send us any feedback, things that you really liked that we did. Uh, We changed it up a little bit and then send us anything you want to see differently on the next one. Then the third thing is, um, the topic that's always the biggest thing that we're trying to plan is what is the biggest, um, issue or where can we add the most value with a webinar and who to bring in. And I was talking to, uh, Brantley McDonald with elevate after, and I was just Talk. See what. See what he thought about the webinar, and he just said it. It came at a perfect time because you know they've been working with some cash flow issues, mm-hmm. and that's the whole point. It's like we're trying to hit the nail on the head of like not just talking about something that doesn't matter, but talking right. about the real things that are relevant, yeah, and yeah. relevant struggles that people are having, so we can help solve them.
1: Yeah. One thing that I hate about like the cash flow topic, and I shouldn't say hate, but it's misconceived people think that say your say your business goes under and it's because people weren't getting paid i you know going through scott's whole like presentation it's like that is the reason why these companies are failing is because they're probably not getting paid on time you know maybe they don't know their numbers as well as they should so you know again going back into the webinar Scott really diving in and giving those tools to help people like understand that, you know, again, that is, that is immense value. And then like you said, going into the next webinars, you know, I, I know we've struggled with it. Other people have struggled with it. So it's, it's fun to be like a real life, you know, attribute or a real life, like struggle.
0: Yeah. And also too, on the knowing your numbers part. It's funny how that's basically all it comes down to is if you know your numbers, you're going to be totally fine because you know what jobs you can afford to take on and what jobs you need to stay away from. Because he also gave another example of, um, I think it was some example of you know a one crew chucking a truck was bidding a $500,000 job and their margins are a whole lot different than if you have a, an enterprise and you go bid that $500,000 job, your margins are way different. And yep. I think you just need to know that and it's okay to turn it down or know where you're at. But if you have no idea and you just look at, okay, yep, 500 K that's going to be good revenue. I mean, that's, that's how you're going to go under is just looking at a top line.
1: hundred percent. You got to look at your bottom line too. And like Randy always says, Randy blunt, he, you know, there's nothing wrong with being the most expensive. He's mm-hmm. like, obviously you got to win projects, but being the lowest guy, sure, you might get a lot of work, but are you really gaining anything? How much are you spending? How much are you putting out? How much are you receiving back? So, you know, having some value to the work that you do, I feel is a topic that needs to be more widespread and more well known is like, it's okay if you're not the cheapest guy. It's building those relationships and, you know, executing well on these projects. And that's what's going to help you grow your businesses. And you can't do that unless you have good profits.
0: All right, you dirtbags, we're gonna take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors, Lambert Insurance Services. If you know Luke and I, you know we started this podcast to provide value to the construction industry. When we went to seek out an insurance company to work with, there's not a whole lot that are specific to the industry. And we really didn't want to work with a generalist agency. So we kind of put that on the back burner. Then we got to meet Sam Lambert. Sam is a fellow dirtbag himself. He's been in the industry for a long time, but he also started his insurance company in 2008 specifically for construction companies. So when we had that conversation, we knew that this would be the perfect match. Uh, So we started working with him and he's been incredible. He leads first, he wants to be a resource first and an insurance agency second. They can help with provide general liability, workers comp, commercial truck insurance, insurance for equipment, and so many more different avenues that he can provide coverage for. The great part about it is, you know, they're licensed in most states and they always quote through multiple companies. So that's how you know you can get a competitive rate. And even better, uh, Sam, he's the owner. He wanted to provide his cell number just so if you have any questions, specifically from the dirt bags, you can always text him, give him a call ask to compare plans or just ask you know what his rates would be and then he can help direct you to the right place or answer your question from there his number is 385-204-5799 or you can reach them at their website which is lambert ins.com so Reach out to him if you have any insurance questions. We're very excited about this partnership. Uh, Sam is an awesome guy and we're just excited to continue providing value for all you dirtbags. So thank you, Lambert Insurance. Give him a text, shoot them a call, let them know that you're fans of the Dirtbags podcast. Let's get back to it. Yeah. Do you think a lot of it is also time? Because I think some people they want the bigger projects now, but they don't want to be the lowest bidder. And I think sometimes you just need to have your name in the hat on many projects and like, just keep, continue to, um, build the right relationships and meet the right people and do the right things. And I, I think some people rush into it too quickly or they want too much, um, where that natural growth will come. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I I think that's a good point. Everybody, it's kind of the shiny objects, shiny object syndrome, right? They look at all these other companies and, you know, oh, they're so big, this person does it, I can do it. That's probably not the case. You know, you don't know where that person is. You don't know what type of projects that that person has done. You don't know the backing. You don't, there's so much that you don't know to assume on social media that you're the same and that you have the same ability is very dumb. I'm sorry, but it is just stupid. So going into your point, Luke, yeah, I mean, natural growth, you want to be able to understand the process. You don't want to go in to a million dollar project to when you're used to these 1 to 200,000 dollars jobs right. and you get this million dollar one and you try to operate it like one of those. No, it's a completely different ball game. I yeah. mean, you know, not just on the cash flow sense but on the logistics side, on the, you know, the planning, the mobilizations, it is it is 100% different. So, I think natural growth going into that is it's needed, you know, you have to take those steps. And it's, I'm trying to use like a good analogy to it, but it's Keaton Turner had like a LinkedIn post the other day, and it kind of dealt with the same thing. And it was about building careers, going through the school of hard knocks, going through the hard times and learning from those hard times and really building your base and then going up from there. You know, and yeah. it wasn't in the sense of entrepreneur entre, entrepreneurialship, but it was building yourself within the company that you're in. Yeah.
0: Uh, the uh, it I'm made talking me talking too
1: fast. Sometimes I yeah, stutter. Sorry. entrepreneurship
0: ship, entrepreneurship,
1: um, entrepreneurship. Whatever.
0: What What you were saying about um, you know, just seeing things online and thinking everything's put together in a bow and everything's great. Uh, it actually made me think about. And speaking of Randy Blunt. Uh, the con expo podcast with taylor white and randy so i i listened to about it's probably a quarter or half of it i haven't finished it yet but it was so good because um taylor was very open with their numbers and he's and he talked about he's like where's all the money going randy like why is there and obviously it's it's not there's nothing left over but he's just using it as an example of like how i'm trying to figure out my numbers i'm trying to get there like help me get there so if if you guys haven't listened to that podcast yet, at least I know you it. listened to the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a really good podcast. I even texted Taylor and I was like, hey, you know, great podcast. It's funny. We took Randy on as like a mentor this year and he he's already in Fargo. I don't know. They're staying out. Oh, right. Yeah, so we meet him tomorrow and Thursday. So I'm going to take, he's with another guy. I, I haven't met the other guy. I can't remember the name, but I think it's part of the BuildWit team, part of his team or something. So mm-hmm. they're both flying in. They meet with us tomorrow at nine. They're coming to the office. They've got, you know, there's an agenda sheet that he sent us that we all got to fill out. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that and actually meeting him and getting to
0: talk. Yeah, to him. dude. So talk about that a little bit. So what was the decision process of bringing him in? And what do you, yeah, what do you expect to get out of it?
1: That's a good question. I, we need from where our business is, we need help with like guidance in the simplest form we need help with somebody that has done it to where yeah. all of the industry's issues, you, I mean, everybody is, they're all very similar. They're not different issues for, you know, different things. A lot of them kind of follow the same trend and the same path. So with having somebody like Randy that we can call and say, Hey, here's where we're at. What are your thoughts on this situation? Can you help us walk through a solution for this? I see the value in that. And he even was like, "Luke, I am a asset to you guys. If you need me to hop on a complex bid and give you my two cents of like, hey, you're you're not you're totally off the mark on this. I would look at this. Dig into your geotech a little bit more yeah. or hopping on a contractor meeting with us and you know, helping us decipher things. Just being a tool is what he said. And I think that's what I'm most excited about because I'm young, you know, Cole's yeah. young. There's a lot that we haven't experienced and we we're operating at a very high level, but we want to take that next step internally. And we almost need to bring somebody in that has done it to help give us some direction.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you start busting out the seams like that too, and a lot of times it's not in a bad way, like it's, it's from growth, it's from good things, but yeah, it's okay. How do you reset and take that next step? How do you reset your systems? How do you uh, accept guidance? And I think that's the big issue is a lot of people don't seek and accept guidance from other people or mentors or uh, coaches that have been there before. And sometimes you just need to pull your head up out of your own business and see that, okay, I don't have to know everything. I can go to somebody that has gone through this and can give me a different perspective. And I'm sure you feel the same way, but a lot of times it comes best from somebody that's not in your own business. So a third party or somebody that is going to gain nothing by telling you a different answer, if he looks at it and says, I think you should go this way, um, just taking that with a grain of salt, like listening to it, you still have to filter it through your own decision-making process, your own partner, but seeking that guidance, I feel like is so important.
1: Yeah. Our joke around the office right now is he's going to come in on Thursday, kind of hear about our processes that we have in place, and he's just going to get up and leave. So we're hoping that doesn't happen, but no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Just having those tools, because again, I don't know everything. You know the guys within the company don't know everything, but we can always continue to learn and grow. And you can't do that, you know. I having somebody come outside of the business in and kind of give their two cents, I think there's just a lot of value in that. So
0: yeah, Randy's uh past is is awesome too because he's he's seen kind of both worlds and now Uh, with especially with BuildWit, he gets to work with not just one construction company with Blunt, but he gets to work with tons of construction companies. So I think that adds a ton more value as well of uh, getting to see different figures, different numbers, different bids, uh, and then different systems as well and seeing what has not worked and then also what can get you through some of that. Correct. So yeah no
1: looking forward to that and then dinner i'm excited to go just kind of some one-on-one with him. so south
0: town poorhouse or where are you No, guys going?
1: We're, we're gonna go so hopefully find a good steak somewhere and okay you know, chat it up so i'm anxious for that
0: you and cole or just you and randy or
1: uh hopefully cole could come i Got i just it. told randy i said after you know that night let's go dinner somewhere you know let me know what you're thinking he's like i'd love a good steak i'm like perfect i know just the spot so sick so well, hopefully well, cole comes but
0: yeah, good stuff. Um, I was thinking about it too. Any uh, I know we talked about you know Western this year and what you guys are looking to do, but are do you think there's any different hires that you would make this year or any different positions that maybe you haven't hired for in the past? Um, I know as you're growing too, there's it's just a lot of demand of okay, we need somebody as an operator, we need a laborer, but is there anything as you're taking a step back and maybe you'll learn this this weekend? that could be an integral part of your company?
1: It's a good question. We're restructuring a lot of like the employee side with us. You know, we're really nailing down. We didn't really have crews last year. It was kind mm-hmm. of like, hey, you're going to be here, here and here this week. Okay. You know, here's who you're going to be with. Yeah. The benefit of having crews is, you know, all the guys said it like, hey, we need to define our crews. We need to kind mm-hmm. of define our schedules. So we're not relearning projects if we have to go somewhere the next day we can kind of build that brotherhood with the guys that we work with, you know, and f- figure out that flow. So that's that's something that we're really going to spend some time on this year. One thing I know we need and we're transitioning somebody into this role, but is like a is like an equipment manager. We have oh, a lot, yeah. we have a lot more pieces now and it's it's hard to rely on infield guys to always be on top of like, oh hey, our 316 is it's 500 hour service oh Mm -hmm. shit we have 750 hours you know so keeping track of all that you know pickup maintenance is big so we're going to have somebody designated to really kind of controlling that realm and making sure we have what we need and staying up on maintenance so we don't have any failures
0: dude that's awesome i suppose would that kind of fall into the parts category too of just making sure everything's stocked inventory everything's up to date uh just a little bit yeah. yeah
1: yeah like so the parts for like pipe our pipe crews, right? We would say the pipe foreman is going to be in charge of like the parts. I gotcha. Cause they'll understand, Hey, we go through these uncertainties way faster than we would these wise or these gate valves or whatever the case. Sure. So that's kind of on them to do that. It's just more on the maintenance side, keeping up with the maintenance, you know, making sure guys are checking oil every day. They're checking, you know, they're greasing daily, um, you know, checking their fluid levels, all that stuff. So it's, Designating somebody to do that,
0: yeah, well, that'd be good. Um, yeah. who uh, who won the extra PTO at the Christmas party?
1: There's a couple guys that won, I can't remember offhand, but I think we gave four of those. So, f- oh wow, extra so yeah, five, I, five days, extra five days. So, we give Dude. 12, so they'll get 17. So, You're not that was bad good. at
0: all. I, uh, yeah. I love that. We, um, we were in Tampa last week or two weeks ago and. I was talking to Josie and our team about that. I was like, we got to do a Christmas party this year. And oh, so yeah. we're, this is, I'm pretty actually excited about this. Uh We're going to, so we talked about doing that week in between Christmas and New Year's, but then we're like, gosh, we all spend so much time with our families and all that. So probably not a good time. Uh So I think we're going to look at a week after Thanksgiving or something when everyone's kind That'd of in cool. that lull, but we're going to do tiers. So I'm pretty excited about this idea. Uh, So we're going to start with one tier. Let's just say, okay, if we hit this goal, we all take a trip to Arizona. And obviously, Liv and I live here. Uh, We do a bunch of stuff here. But then if we hit another goal, uh, then the trip would, instead of Arizona, it would be like San Diego. And then if we hit like a higher goal, business goal, um, probably revenue or profit or something, then we could do like Hawaii or Switzerland. That or something. And yeah. so I, and I'm really thinking too, I'm like, man, this would be cool for me as a business owner to like try and shoot for that growth, but also for the team to be like, shit, let's go get that. Here's that what we got. One. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, also has a bit more buy-in too, from the team and excitement. Uh, and obviously just let's work super hard this year. Then we're going to take a week, uh, all of us in our plus ones, we're going to go and, enjoy it. And then uh, get back to it the next year. So just have pretty, yeah, pretty stoked about that. Uh, honestly, Will's, uh, Mexico, Mexico trips, trips just kept getting me thinking. And then your Christmas party, I'm like, damn, we got to have a cool Christmas party.
1: Trips. I mean, trips are a really good way to like, Will does it right. Brings his whole leadership team, brings his management team. I don't know if like he was telling me some laborers don't go. I don't think it's the entire company. But I think it's like a good majority. And, you know, yeah. they all go down, they have a blast. He was telling me, he's like, yeah, everybody gets drunk. Everybody's loving the margaritas, swim up bar, all inclusive. He's like, Luke, Sick. it was great. I'm like, God, you're a fucking stud. So that is really cool. But at the same time, too, on my end, I'm like, guys probably wouldn't want a vacation with me. So yeah, we're yeah, going to give them- Yeah, I mean, I'm OK, but I like to be in bed by nine, you know. Got to so- get old. Yeah. Dad. So if I can give trips to where they can bring their significant other, their yeah. girlfriends or, you know, a buddy like Andy Tipler, he's going out to Nashville. I can't remember. I think the end of February or something and he's bringing, that's a awesome. friend, you know, and then Jake Lotzer going out to Vegas. He won the Vegas trip and he's, <laughs> he's bringing a gal with him and I'm like, good for you, man. All like, right. I, you know, so that's super cool to where they get to experience that with, you know, as somebody else. So,
0: yeah, no, that's cool. And honestly too, I think as we, that's probably a good idea, especially as the team gets bigger yep. Um. because yeah, not everyone's going to jive well together and it's like, yeah, I, I'm not that great to hang out with. So might as well no, go do I'm your boring. thing. Yeah. Kind of, kind of boring.
1: <laughs> not around blackjack though. I'm
0: pretty fun around blackjack. Yeah, dude. I am uh, excited to get back to the tables and uh, start splitting some aces.
1: I know I have to start working on my presentation, which is on my to-do list here this next week gotta figure that out because i and, just uh, been running around and because i leave the 11th
0: Durbin, if you're listening to this this was recorded january 1st so yeah this he's, was
1: Durbin. this was not on the 31st this was january
0: 1st he's way ahead of it
1: yeah so but no i mean i'm looking forward to that and just spending some time i mean you and i haven't spent what i think con expo
0: yeah dude probably this last time that was march of this last year um yeah. Yeah, so it'll be a good time. We gotta have our dirtbags meeting too and yep. see how that looks. Um, I know that's something we just opened up last week or two weeks ago. Uh we're uh looking for sponsors, and so we opened up a couple ad spots there. So I know we've got a few meetings we're excited about and uh yep. hopefully get that drink sponsor too, which would be electric.
1: Huge Molson Coors, if you're listening, Coors Banquets.
0: Yeah, Steve oil, Molson.
1: a whiskey. Yeah, Steve Molson. <laughs>
0: Oh, dude. No, that's going to be good. No, this year is going to be, it's going to be awesome. I, it's crazy to see the growth of dirt bags and, and how much fun we have doing it. So yeah, we just thank you guys for listening and engaging in it, but then also too, for showing up to the webinar and, and everything that's, um, I think that gives me more validity validity of all this than anything is the education side of it. Like, damn, we can all get together late on a Tuesday night, have a couple drinks, but like, sit in class basically and learn. Uh, it's, it's pretty sweet.
1: It is fun. And you know, it shows that other people are getting value to it to where we're not just saying like, Oh, the massive amount of value that you get from this. Other people are engaging, they're showing up. So obviously we're doing something right there.
0: Yeah. I don't know what, what it is, but we're doing something. We'll
1: we'll keep trying.
0: We'll keep trying, but dude. Uh, so that's a recap episode. Uh, we've got a few more coming down the pipeline, a, an electric guest coming up, um, within the next month, keep your eyes peeled. We've got Weston Zimmerman, the man behind sync to up. Um, I'm excited to talk to him, dude. We've got numbers, CRM. Um, I mean, material costs, like he's going to be a really fun one to talk to because he's, he's gone through it, but he's also, um, provided an awesome service for, or a platform, um, in the CRM world. So
1: yeah, no, that'll be a really good one. Um, And then also on top of that, we've got some Q and A's and rants that'll be coming out here soon too. So.
0: Yep. Text me over your rant ideas, Luke. And uh, as you're, as you're fuming,
1: I got to get better. I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of things go wrong, so I don't have a lot of rants right now, but I'm sure I can dig in the old back pocket and find something. Yeah. We got
0: got tomorrow. So yeah, Um, yeah, dude, I think that's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, If you're still listening this far into the episode and if you haven't, uh, rated our podcast on Spotify. Um, that number is shot up. So thank you everyone for doing that. Um, but if you haven't yet give us a five-star rating on there, it, it helps us a ton. And then same thing with YouTube. I know we've been doing a bit more on there. Uh, if you'd rather watch it, just subscribe and then ring the bell and, uh, you can uh, see Luke's face, ring the bell. All right. We'll, uh, see you soon, dude.
1: Hi, right, brother. Thank you.